tap into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, everyone, to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And we're going to explore an entire world of creativity in this podcast. We have a guest that has touched books, records, TV, and even blockchain. I mean, how do we connect all these things? But in one guest, Katie Chinakis. Katie, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you, Mark? I'm terrific. It's great to see your smile. And that must be what the agents, the producers, the directors, this is what they want, right? Woody Allen years ago said when I was a teenager, 90% is just showing up. That's just a big honor and a a nice remembrance just to show up and just be. Well, Katie's been an on-screen television actress since 2005 and has appeared next to some really A-list talent. But this year, it's been big for you, Katie. A new book, A Lover's Fairy Tale, Book of Poetry. And a new album just out, Dreamland 1111, under your original birth name. Yeah, St. Kiriakis. I released two music videos on my birthday, 1111, and Dreamland 1111 on my birthday. We released 11 NFTs on the blockchain of each song on the album. And through OpenSea, I put them up for 0.11 ETH. I have this 11 theme going on, you know, with the angelic stars and the numerology and, you know, a Dreamland 1111 specifically is for exploring divine femininity, right? And that's been my soul's work and my journey through poetry and language and art and beauty and seeking validation outside of myself and having a trusted source of knowing and faith deep within as well. So the yin and the yang being extroverted, introverted. When I was a child, yeah, I wanted to be a serious business woman and have children later on in life. And the 80s, it was a quote unquote, sensorily from what I experienced and saw, it was a man's world. So I sought men, not women, if we're going to put a gender on it, for the external validation I found the power within my own self and understand my yang, my masculinity, my femininity, and not putting it to a gender role. So it's really breaking down stigmas. Being able to break down those gender roles and have compassion for another human being and saying, it's okay to cry. It's okay to explore those emotions and it's okay to be vulnerable and feel those feelings. This is how I'm showing up. This is how I'm feeling. And it's an ocean. It's going to come and go. And same thing for you. You're going to feel how you want to feel. Let's not hide those feelings. Let's connect with those feelings and let's have empathy and kindness and compassion for one another's and let's move through those things together and rise and enjoy life and remember the reason why we're really here and with that background how do you describe the music on the new album Dreamland 1111 is EDM it's electronic dance music so it's great for doing schoolwork working out, cleaning the house, dancing, 
I grew up in Detroit, EDM scene, uh, electronic dance music scene, before DJs were popular in Western civilization. So all the biggest DJs you can think of internationally would come to Detroit. And I would be a kid at rave parties. And so I, I heard, you know, melodies through Motown classical music going to church. I would hear, you know, 16 bars, 14 bars, drops, and music would take me on this journey. And I would be so in the intelligence of my body, just dancing and being so in spirit that I would be able to like feel, right? So when I DJ, when I make music, it's an experiment. So I particularly love EDM because I really feel it helps us, um, our neural pathways. Dr. Joe Dispenza says we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day and 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts. But when we meet someone or we hear something, read something new or poetry or music and it's unexpected, it shapeshifts us into being inspired and getting out of our program, deprogramming and creating space on the canvas for something new. Oh, fantastic. And you've chosen a really creative uh, distribution idea, these NFTs and mm -hmm. through the blockchain and these uh, crypto platforms. Tell us how you came to that idea. Sure, I've been involved in the space since 2018, actually. As a DJ, my friend, uh, David Christopher Lee, he's amazing. He's a celebrity photographer. He was like, oh, Katie, like come DJ this party. And there would be parties downtown LA in the Hollywood Hills. And I would be the DJ party, um, DJing all these events. And one time there was like a crypto event they were raising funds for the blockchain. There's all these different like funds for blockchains. And there were like nine artists and they had seven pieces. And I'm a DJ and I, I was providing the music for the event. But then they're like, oh, you're an artist too? So cool, bring your artwork. And so I put seven of my pieces up and people could actually buy them, right? With Ethereum. And so I became like an NFT artist and my head was spinning. I went on a whirlwind. I traveled across America. I went to Europe. I ended up going to the East Coast. And then the pandemic hit. And then during the pandemic, like Clubhouse became very popular. And I was in Clubhouse, like I was on the panel and Mark Cuban's NFT um, club, like on the panel for like 11 hours. And it was like going nonstop. And I became friends with all these NFT artists like Gabe Weiss and uh, JR and uh, Zen Vibe, all these like Orbs One, Carlos Luna James, all these cool NFT artists. And we're all like friends. I've had them on my podcast. She's all over the place. I was in Clubhouse and Blau, he's amazing. He revolutionized the music industry and he took an album from three years ago and put it on the blockchain and did an auction and it went for like 11.6 million and it like blew everyone through the roof. And I was like, oh my God, like I get it. Like I didn't get it. It was like over my head. I was already in it and I was like a part of the culture, but it was over my head. And then that's when I like got it. And I started like learning more, becoming friends with everyone, really getting involved in the space. And then I was releasing my poetry book and I'm like, oh, like I want... To release my poetry book on the blockchain before my poetry book comes out so I could drop it. And so Zen Vibes, he's so cool. He helped me set up my MetaMask wallet and um, he like gave me money, which um, went to ETH. So I didn't have to wait like a couple weeks for the verification. And I instantly had the ETH so I could do my first gas fees through OpenSea. As artists, you don't do gas fees. The collector buys everything. But to rewind and 
take it back a bit, I became the first person to release a love poem on the blockchain that's coupled with the original Polaroid that Polaroid discontinued in 2001 with, and I did the artwork with this international celebrity artist, my dear friend, he's amazing, Robert Sturman. And so it's super rare and all the NFTs and the blockchain. And when you put things up, it's all about it being unoriginal and super rare. So I'm the, so I have a love poem from my first love poem on the blockchain. And that's the first one that I put up. That's really, quite a milestone. That's exciting. really exciting. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, and it shows a whole different, I guess, trend towards, you don't have to do it the same way every time. So as the listeners know, we've explored a lot of different creative genres. And so you don't have to do it the same way. But you're all actually talking about how to get the work out in a totally different way, not just creating exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Actually getting it out into the world completely in a new and different way. Oh, 1000%. Because a lot of times people are seeing, okay, what did Warren Buffett do? What did Bill Gates do? What did Madonna, Mariah Carey, Shakira, like whoever you look at the basketball players, or you look at the greats and you have a, you have a mold of like where they're from, you follow their journey, where they've been, but what they've done is already done. Like it's not going to be the exact same mold. There's only one you, there's only one me. And so we can take the nuggets and the gems, but be able to be open to pivot and shift, pivot and shift and scale along the way. Look at the 21st century with social media. It's kind of a big reality now. Right? So with the NFT space, it's kind of hand in hand for me as an artist, it's not same as reality, but it's like a new revolutionary, very inventive. And as a creator, we get to take the power back and, you know, you can, there's unlockables and you can put the percent, the residual fee to 10%. And every time it resales, like the Mona Lisa or something, you would get that 10% every time. Like if it sells 10 times or 50 times, every time you get the 10%. But if you are represented by an art gallery or something and someone buys your artwork, you'll they'll get the broker fee, you'll get the commission and that's it. And you never see it again. But now with the blockchain, it's, you know, there's a code, there's an ID. And so you, the artist gets to take the power back and they get paid that percent every single time, which is rightfully so. Mm-hmm. The recurring uh, revenue. Well, you're describing something, Katie, that I wanted to pursue a little bit. And as you were talking about EDM music, as you were talking about Joe Dispenza and quantum physics, I mean, really this blend of creativity and technology and science and new media, you know, new currency, the whole thing. Where do you find this, I guess, collaborative spirit and really drawing from all of these fields? I really feel like it's from God. It's just my gift. I think we all have gifts. It's whether or not we're attuned and open to those gifts because we're very primal beings. And I feel, you know, we get domesticated. Miguel Ruiz, he has the four agreements, mm-hmm. mastery of love. And he talks about how we're primal beings, which we are. So we're all like in a blank canvas. And then we get domesticated by having these barriers and these walls. And we cut ourselves off from ourselves before we even give ourselves permission. And at a very young age, I was very sensitive 
Um, I was an empath and an HSP, a highly sensitive person. And so I, at a young age, developed the left and right side of my brain, not just one of them. And they say, oh, you only use 10% of the brain. So I was always like a rebel with the cause. I'm like, oh, I'm going to use more than that. So I was a seeker, you know, Socrates' definition of a philosopher is a person who's a lover of wisdom. And I've always been a lover of wisdom. When I was a kid, everyone's calling me a Renaissance woman. Everyone's calling me an old soul. And so I, I think it was just a part of my genetic code in my DNA and I'm born on 1111. So knowing we all have gifts and knowing I honed and I protected that at a young age. And I just, for the listener tuning in, I just want to say like, don't say, oh, I wish I would have did that. Or, oh, it's too late for me. I lost out because I want to let you know now along my way, I have lost my quote unquote ways. And it took, you know, almost a decade for me to get back to myself again, because I was being inauthentic to myself. And if I'm attached to something, thank you. No, thank you. I don't want to be attached to that anymore. So one step at a time. And um, I'm on the journey. I'm, I'm on the journey every day of, you know, getting to my authentic self and being in tune with that, that, that spirit of me, you know, and I think that's a part of the journey as well. Definitely. Well, thanks for sharing that personal and spiritual insight. Well, listeners, my guest is Katie Chinakas. And if you have a sense, she's all over the place, TV, voiceover, publishing, poetry. Well, she also has a great podcast and it's called She's All Over. <laughs> have you had fun with the podcast? It's, it's a lot of fun, really, to hold space for other people, to hold hands, to share stories. You know, we have three seasons. Season four is specifically a women empowerment series and exploring the divine femininity in all genders. And so selfishly, I did it because it's going to endow me with the divine femininity more. One of my um, lyrics in my songs for Dreamland 1111, it says, nurture me so I can nurture life itself right? So nurture me so I can nurture life itself. So I had good intentions of wanting all these people to invest in me and all the good people out there who want other people to invest, they probably want to do some like really wonderful things about making an impact. However, the, the issue is it's not communicated. What's communicated is the illusion of the false power, the false security, the false gender roles, the false identity of sex, the false those of, you know, taking advantage of one another, you know, and I felt it so much along my career. And I've seen it so much about different men and women genders wanting to be with me and seeing what they wanted in exchange for, oh, I'll give you this if you gave me that. And they're so short sighted about like, like a hookup, you know, like a one off. And it's like, that's like, that's not meaningful, right? So talking to someone like me and other beings out there who are meaningful, but they don't know the language and how to communicate those things. So I want to be a voice to help communicate these things that are important so we can break down the barriers of how we identify and look at one another. Because it's sad. To tune in and hear some of these uh, great women empowerment interviews. Sounds like a lot of fun and uh, very inspirational. Well, Katie, there's so much you've got going on, but where can we connect with you and follow your work and see? Chinakas, I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, chinakas.com, C-H-O-N-A-C-A-S. It's my uh, website, chinakas.com. So I'm there and you can find all my social media platforms on there as well, but I'm on all the platforms. Yeah. Well, we can't wait to connect with you and follow your work and see what's over the horizon. I know you've got a bright future. And as you said, you've got your health, you've got your talent. There's so much more ahead. And I know you're going to blaze some new trails. 
Health is wealth, number one. There I appreciate you your kind words. Thank you. Well, thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Take good care. Thanks, yes. Mark. And listen, listeners, you got to come back again for our next episode. This energy that Katie's been exuding, uh, we'd like to bring that from all the creative practitioners that we talk to, literally around the world. And we'll find out what inspires them and how they organize their ideas. But most of all, how they gain the confidence and create the new opportunities to get their work up and out into the world. And that's what it's all about. So join me again next time when we'll continue unlocking your world of creativity. Bye for now. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and ThePeaceRoom.Love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer.